Sports Talk Network, specifically here today. We're doing Talking Package with Steve for our first episode for the new season, the 2023 NFL season. We'll be going and previewing all 32 teams, breaking the record, also breaking the Super Bowl and all that jazz and all that fun. Uh, so sit back, relax. It's going to be a wild ride. But first off, I am also a pro wrestling fan. And this past week, um, we lost a member of the WWE Universe, uh, Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, also known as Bray Wyatt. Um, this might be pretty hard just because of his age being around my age. Um, and um, so I just wanted to pay my respects to him. That was his theme song uh, in WWE. So I just wanted to play a couple seconds of that. Um, my thoughts and prayers to his family, to the fans, to the fellow members of the WWE universe, um, and his friends as well. Um, you know, for me, talking with uh, fellow wrestling fans, I know Corey Green, who's also a Jets fan, um, and he's also a wrestling fan. Um, so with him, uh, periodically, with regard to wrestling, um, and him and others, um, you know, through this time, you know, the passing of Bray Wyatt. So I uh, just wanted to bring that up first. Uh, but moving on from there, as like I said, we'll be talking about all 32. We'll be starting with the Jets, but even before we start with the New York Jets and their representative, uh, let's welcome my co-host as everybody can see here, AJ. Uh, so if we can take a few moments, you know, introduce yourself and what you wish to share, we'll go from there. Uh, what's up everybody, I'm AJ. I'm obviously new to this, never done this before. Uh, huge Packers fan, I'm only 20 years old, I'm doing this from my college dorm, so just dodged the hurricane too, so all's well now, but I'm just ready to football so let's do it yeah going to college there in tampa um and would you say your major was going to be there your major uh, sports 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 yeah. so this yeah. is what you, yeah, this is what you want to do right for a career and, oh, yeah. and getting in with, with uh tampa bay maybe the buccaneers you know in the future um yeah, there for interning you know i know that's not the packers but you know it's still something right still the nfl oh, okay. get you that experience there um, but anyways, let's, let's start off and welcome our first guest here representing the New York football Jets. As I was saying, that's where we're starting off of, of the first of 32 teams. Um, let's welcome our guest. He has his own YouTube channel. He has his own following. Uh, most of you know who he is, what he talks about and how often he does. Uh, let's welcome Green Bean. Hey, how are you doing this evening? I'm good guys. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, congratulations, AJ, for your first you. time. This is cool. I'm glad to be a part oh, yeah. with you, brother. This is awesome. Cannot wait. Yeah, man. In regards to the New York Jets, you know, stuff has been happening, right, in this offseason. Uh, many, many things, you know, and may, mainly being Aaron Rodgers. But before we talk about the now, let's talk about the past, last season, the 2022-2023 NFL season in the New York Jets. You know, looking back on it now, what are your what are your thoughts, positive or negative, in regards to those Jets? Well, okay, we're gonna go this way. All right, let me prep. Uh, so I I think the number one word would be disappointed, right? Uh, because we had the number one defense in many categories, top five in most, and uh, it was really frustrating to see our defense hold. You know, I think our average points against was like 19 and the league average 
for scoring is 21 change, right? So we were ahead of the league average. And the truth is, is that we had all kinds of offensive talent, uh, you know, starting with rookie offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. And we had no quarterback. I mean, we had the 32nd quarterback play. And so we were missing really one vital cog. And it's a shame because we used a number two overall pick on Zach Wilson just a couple of years ago. And he looked lost. I mean, he you could see it. He's got all the talent in the world, but he was lost. Like he was, he had the yips. You know, you've heard the term, the yips. He just, he couldn't hit a screen pass. It's like, you know, there are Pop Warner kids hit screen passes. Like what happened, right? So it's all up here. So I think, you know, we watched the game. We had six one-score losses, uh, uh, you know, a touchdown or less, and we had seven wins. So what does that tell you? We win half of those. One more game, and we were in the playoffs. So it's one of those things where it was really frustrating because at one point the Jets were seven and four, and we were six and three, and then seven and four, and then we ended up seven and nine. So that's a terrible way to end the season, especially when your defense is keeping you in the game. Uh, holding teams we lost games where it was you know one touchdown and we lost so you know when your defense holds the other team to a touchdown you're good usually but when you can't score a damn point uh that's the kind of stuff that that is frustrating which is why we ended up going the route that we did this season and grabbing Aaron Rodgers which I'm sure we'll talk about but yeah last season was 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 just incredibly disappointing because we were in every single game even the the minnesota vikings game which would have been nice for you guys if we would have beat them right you guys would have been happy and we were there i mean we had we were in the red zone four times and uh we didn't you know we didn't get in the end zone and then the last with like a minute left or whatever the pass was thrown it hit the receiver in the hands and he's one of our surest handed receivers last year and he dropped it and it's like, what's happening? You know, so that kind of stuff can be incredibly frustrating. Uh, hey, Finnegan, there he is. What's up? The Finnegan Report, that's him. Um, but, yeah, it was it was incredibly frustrating and disappointing because we were this close. If we if we had top 25 quarterback play, we would have we, we gotten into playoffs. You know what I mean? And that sucks. So, yeah, I'm happy that it's not that last year now. Yeah, I, I mean, but you still have one on Green Bay, right? You beat Rodgers and the Packers last season and, um, you know, kind of the beginning of our losing streak ourselves, right, AJ? You know, we, yeah. we, we, you know, we almost lost to Bailey Zappi and the Patriots at home, and then we did lose in London to the Giants and then the Jets. So both New York teams um, losing in a row last season. So heading into this offseason, um, and even before Aaron Rodgers, you know, becomes a New York Jet, what were your thoughts at that point or thinking that did you think the Jets were going to have to stay the course um, and just have to, you know, see where things would take them there or where, you know, their quarterback could take them, you know, it's, yeah, he had a rough season, you know, and, and it just didn't seem like he was going to be the guy, but didn't know if Aaron's going to be available, didn't know who was going to be available, who would be a better option. So what do you think there before even rumors started for Aaron or Derek Carr or whatever um, that that you're going to have to roll with what you have? Or did you know that oh, yeah. oh, we're there not going to do that? There was no way. There, okay. there was no way that they were going to go into this season with Zach Wilson. You know, like the whole idea these days, right, since the most recent collective bargaining agreement is to 
try to win while you have a quarterback on the rookie contract. That's the optimal plan, right? You build this team, and while the quarterback is not making, you know, $50 million a year or whatever. But we saw – so the the Jets were building that way, and it, and, and, and it was working. You know, we had the, the Quinn and Williams of the world, the, you know, obviously Sauce and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and AVT, and, and we had all these guys. We had this really solid core of young guys, and we had some really nice veterans – um, you know, CJ Mosley's a good, you know, a good uh, representative of that crew. And so what we realized is, wait a minute, like, yes, you want to develop your quarterback. Yes, you want to give him time and all that stuff. And he has shown flashes for sure. But like this team, it's it, it happened pretty fast. Like, wait a minute, this team is ready to compete. And we need a quarterback. So at the end of last year, it was resoundingly clear. There's no way that the Jets are going to go into this season um, and and can put that whole burden, put the whole chance, you know, including people's you know jobs. You know, Robert Sala, the head coach, Joe Douglas, GM. They know their jobs are on the line, man. They got to get. It's great to build and have all these great players, but if you're not winning. You're going to get fired, right? So it doesn't matter. So um, you you knew it. Now, if that was Derek Carr, if that was Aaron Rodgers, if they ended up needing to go to back to the draft, I mean, they were going to do something. Whether it was Tannehill, you know, even Jimmy G, like they would have done something else at quarterback to be able to push Zach to the background. Now they still believe in him, but like Finnegan is saying here, we're ahead of schedule as far as the development of the entire team. So they just, there's no way. We're not going to waste this window of opportunity developing a guy who's clearly having problems. And the team was getting frustrated because they know. We're ready. We're poised. This guy can't hit me. I'm, I'm on, it's a seven-yard slant. And he's throwing it, you know, 10 yards over my head. Like, what is this madness? So I think, um, you know, I was a fan of, just grabbing Derek Carr, you know, he's, he's younger. He's a 4,000 yard receiver. I'm sorry, quarterback almost every year. And uh, I thought it was a great move. Like why wait for Aaron Rodgers and all that jazz? I was a little bit, you know, we didn't know. It was a lot of question marks around Aaron Rodgers, as, as you guys know. Um, so I was a fan of just grabbing Derek Carr, locking it up, get, you know, and just moving forward that way. But it didn't happen that way. It leads me to believe the Jets had some indicated you know, indication that Aaron Rodgers was legitimately available. Um, so I'm real happy with the way it went, but I knew they weren't going to go with Zach for sure. Yeah, there wouldn't be a, a way to, to make that work, um, especially if you're saying whether publicly or not that, you know, this isn't going to work. You need to have a different quarterback here um, to shake things up in a way because you have the rest of the team, you know, even as Finnegan was talking about, you know, being ahead of schedule and seeing them being as well as good as they were. Injuries happened for that play as you talked about from last season. So then rumors started. Then the Jets fly to see Aaron in California, you know, in Cali. And, yeah. and all that happening and the watch. And I know I was watching Jets Central and, and you and others and everybody. I'm getting to know Jets Twitter and Jets YouTube uh, because of that, you know. And, and um, I know you guys were seeing it from the other end about um, what are these uh, jabroni Packer fans doing on my show or doing in my streams. But... <laughs> Right. You know, it's it was you know both sides. You know, and was there a point ever during that situation, during that turmoil or time, that you thought there was any chance that you weren't going to get Aaron? 
once they went out there, especially once he announced on uh, McAfee that he said, my intention is to play, my, my intention is to play with New York Chess, I knew it was a matter of time. I, you know, we didn't know what the trade would look like. We didn't know the timeline of it. But I knew once that was said that it was a lock. Um, but admittedly, before that, we did you know, it was like, why are we doing this whole song and dance? You know, like we lost out on Derek Carr. And uh, and then now, you know, this guy, what if he just decides on a whim? You know, because we hear a lot of reports. We don't know Aaron Rodgers like you guys know Aaron Rodgers. And we're hearing all these reports that he's a flake, that he's a, a bit of a freak, he's a weirdo, and, he, you know, Packer fans are aggravated. And it's interesting because I have a couple Packer fans in my life that I know, and they were like, no, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. He takes his time. He's But I, throughout the national media, there's this kind of, you know, this vibe about Aaron Rodgers that he's a little bit of a, of a flake, you know, and uh, the Packers are tired of dealing with him. So from our perspective, that was unnerving to like put all of our faith, all of our chips on this bet that this flaky guy is going to, and then we do all this. Is it going to be one year? We didn't know anything. So it, it, it was a little bit scary uh, to do that, but I got to say, you know, since he's come here, it's the exact opposite. Oh, you know, and it's been, and I don't know if that's different than he was up there or if the reports were just off. I got to meet him last week. Uh, camp and uh i mean he was super sweet he was just like i don't know man he's just not what we thought you know oh, what yeah. i mean it almost so, seems like doing the opposite of what he was doing his last couple of years at green bay like didn't work out with the young guys last year second he gets, gets to new york he's best friends with garrett sauce all that stuff i mean it was you know it's kind of hard to see but at the same time like Happy for Jed. Happy for him. He looks like like he's alive again. New spark. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Like happy for Jed. I'm gonna tell you guys something right now, right? So you go. We don't know each other that well yet, right? We're not. So I'm a I'm a jerk as a fan. Like I I'm really oh. I'm brutal. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like oh, yeah. I root against everybody. I tell everybody that. Like I don't root for shit. Pardon my friend. I root for the Jets, and then everything else is against in some way. If, I, if I'm rooting for a team, it's because them winning somehow benefits the Jets. That, that's it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, 100%. I want everybody to fail. Like, not in their personal lives or anything like that, of right. course. I don't want anybody's oh, yeah. kids. You know, I want everybody to be happy and healthy. But on the field, like, I grew up in an era where we we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have all this internet and everything. And it was just like when you had the relationship with other fans was ball busting. That's what we did. You know, it was like, screw you. And when something happened bad, you laughed at each other. So, but we got laughed at a lot, which is why I'm still so damn bitter. It was like, I, I grew up, my whole family's Giants fans. The Giants oh. are going to the Super Bowl every few years. And my whole family and all the kids in school, they're all picking on me. So now I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? You have the you have the Giants being the like the big brothers and the little brothers being the Jets and absolutely, and you know he's getting yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so true, man. That's literally the way it's been said a thousand times. We're like, you know, we've been called the little brother, we've been called the stepchild, we've been, you know what I mean? Like it's, but uh, I'll tell you what: when we're good, when the Jets are good, and it. <laughs> It happens every now and then. Trust me, I believe me, it happens. But when it happens, 
dude, the the town goes berserk. Like it's like the whole city's waiting for the Jets to be to be good, man. And when we are, we take over. It's something else. Oh yeah. <laughs> so AJ, if you want to speak on on your end or our end, I guess in a way, Packer fans, you know, during the saga of of Rogers and where where he's going and all that, what were what were your thoughts then, and where do you think things were going to pan out? You know, I was kind of all over the place. I didn't fully expect him to, like, when the after the Lions game first ended and Green Bay got eliminated, he walked out with Randall. I had really mixed emotions. I kind of had a feeling it was like, it's probably the last time. And then a couple, like, weeks into it, whatever, I was like, maybe, the, maybe there's a shot. I was hearing good things. And then he, the Pat McAfee show happened, and it was just, like, completely down. And, I mean, none of us know anything too well about Jordan. So, I mean, at the time, we've watched preseason now, but at the time it was like, this is kind of scary. This could be, be rough. We've had greatness for so long. Mm-hmm. And th- that happened. I mean, as I became a Packers fan, truly, because of, like, I got an Aaron Rodgers jersey. I mean, I'm from Ohio. My whole family's Bengals fans, unfortunately. So <laughs> when, when he left, I was like, man, this is – it, it, it stung a little bit, but I, I mean, next day I was ready and new era. I'm, I'm pretty excited about Jordan, honestly. And we all are. I'm oh, yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah, same here. And we'll talk about that later when we talk about the Packers, specifically with our guests at that time. But in regards to the Jets and the Packers and, um, you know, the song and dance and everything going on, I was thinking, hey, the Jets get him fine. He could be their problem, you know, and, and I'm ready to move on from Aaron and see what we have with Jordan. Yeah. Um, you know, and see if he can handle that New York market, you know, being part of the Jets and not the Giants. And, and um, you know, because the Giants have their quarterback, so it was the Jets. And and it's about, you know, if he wants, if he wants to go to the New York team, go to the Jets. And, and, you know, maybe you'll waste away over there. Maybe you'll do fine. We'll see. Um, but I want to focus on Jordan Love. I want a healthy um, quarterback room. I want a happy quarterback room. I want a good... Um, Good vibes in the locker room. We don't need Aaron anymore. Um, we don't need his um, quirky style. You know, it was time time to move on. So for me, you know, I kind of was that fan. You know, I'm 35, so all my life I've been spoiled as a Packer fan. You know, with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and um, you know, my parents and grandparents told me about the 80s and about when Green Bay was not good. Um, but I remember that, but, um, you know, I remember when, when Brett had to come in, you know, for the magic man, Don Mikowski and, uh, and all that. But anyways, we're still talking about the Jets and for the Jets, um, you know, as we do for all 32 teams, as we'll do with all our other guests that we have tonight, uh, Green Bean, what would be your prediction for the 2023 Jets record wise? Well, all right. I'm going to leave with my face here, okay? And I don't usually do this, but uh, I'm, I'm doing it because I, I want to have some fun. It's been a brutal 12 years for us, right? Lots of disappointment, and, and I'm very much a realist, but uh, I'm going. This is what I'm saying, okay? And, and I'm saying it because I want to put it into the ether, man. That's what I want to do. I'm saying that the Jets are going to go 17-0, 20-0, win the Super Bowl, and be the team, 
to knock the champagne glasses out of the 72 Miami Dolphins' wow. hands. That's what I want. Now, I'm going to say that until it's not possible. And when it's when we, if we lose one, it's 16 and one. If we lose two, I'm going with 15 and two. So that's I'm doing that because I'm, I want to be a positive uh, guy. Now, you know, realistically, lots of Jets fans are talking about anywhere between 11 and 13, you know, which I think is a realistic bet. Because, again, we're talking about, uh, you know, arguably the best defense Aaron Rodgers has ever played with. Right. You know, we had I forget which year, 2000, I, I forget. Uh, but he had a, a pretty damn good defense. But a lot of the time. When you look at the disappointment that the Packers fans have had with the championship games, it wasn't the offense. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the defense that you won. I think it was against the Niners in the championship game, 285 yards rushing. So that sort of stuff. So if you couple what he can do and the offensive weapons that we do have, I mean, there's the potential that we can be a very, very good team. Take the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, while they are a very good team, are they're chokers, man. Oh, yeah. and, they're, and they're on the downslide, in my opinion. So maybe not slide, but they're on the, they, right? They're finally starting to lose some players. And so right. it can be had, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, look, I know what it sounds like, man. Believe me, I hear it. But I'm going with it. I'm going with 17 and 0. And, uh, and well, like Bernie's saying, the good news is that, generally speaking, he does. So yeah. that's new for us. We haven't had a quarterback play, you know, 16 or 17 games in a long time, man. A long time, buddy. So, you know, we get, you know, even uh, Fitzpatrick in 2015, he played 15 out of the 16. Like, we don't get full seasons at a quarterback. So, Aaron Rodgers coming in with his health record, we're pretty happy with it, man. Oh, yeah. But now, Thank you. We need him to play 65% of, percent of the games, too. For, yeah. For <laughs> right. That's all you need. It's all you need. You get oh, that yeah. first. Oh, I know, yeah. You know what I want to see? I know, and again, it's fantasy land. But what I want to see is the Jets get so up on teams that we can play them 64.9% of every game. Right there. <laughs> and then just stick Zach in to close it out and let oh, the defense yeah. hold it down. And then, and we and, and oh, we yeah. stick it to you. Even oh, in that instance, even in that oh, case, man. you get a second, though. You guys are – you guys – you got a good tra- – you got good trade value, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I agree. I did. I think we did. Yeah. So, AJ, what say you? What are your predictions for the New York Jets record-wise? So, by, like, after, like, even, like, watching the hard knocks and stuff and seeing stuff, I think, like, maybe, like, really early, the Jets will have, like, a little, not like I would say rough patch, but it will just be, like, flat, and their O-line might struggle a little bit. But I do think they end up getting hot and going, finishing 11-6, and six, winning, the, winning the East. And I think they make it to the AFC Championship. And then Rodgers falls again. And then, again, he falls again, only now on the AFC side. I, okay. I just, the AFC is so tough. I feel like there's, there's so many teams, and the Bengals are good, Chiefs, you got so many teams. I, I think they get back there. And, I mean, they could, obviously, they could do it. They got the defense. I think Garrett Wilson is going to be one of the best receivers that Rodgers gets to play with again. He's going to be great. Uh, they got two good running backs. It's just that that line figures it out, man. I, I like what the Jets have, though. Especially in the AFC, you have superpower. You got that power over there, so. Oh, yeah. The AFC is a juggernaut. It's a, like you said, it's, it's a bus song, you know. And okay. you have many great teams over there. For me, record-wise, for the Jets, 
a little bit higher, but of course lower than green bean. Um, yeah. But for me, I have, four, I have the Jets at 14 and three. And to be quite honest, one of their losses will be the week one game. Um, but 14 and three overall, but in the division, and ironically, because I like to have fun with my picks, but also, you know, I do mean it. Um, in regards to the Super Bowl, I have the Jets in the Super Bowl. Um, I want to hug you. So <laughs> the Jets, the Jets in the Super Bowl, and ironically, who, who they're facing, and this kind of uh, moves us into who's going to be our next guest, is already here. Um, we're actually going to have a New York battle in the Super Bowl for me. Um, for my picks, I have uh, a Jets Giants Super Bowl. So. Giants um, beat you so in the playoffs sometimes. You never know. So yeah. if you have the Jets Giants Super Bowl, you know, that would be something. So who's winning though, Stevie? Come on now. And hold on, even before I do that. <laughs> Come on. For the Jets Giants Super Bowl for me, I have a final score here. Let me see here. Final score twenty-eight to seventeen. Twenty-eight seventeen Jets over Giants. Ah, I'm having a great day. This is fantastic. <laughs> I don't hear this from uh, Green Bay fans very often. You know what I mean? This is nice. Oh, yeah. Right, right. I mean, it might, it might be a stretch, you know, in regards to the Giants side of things. You know, I do feel that they have a, a team to be able to get that far. You know, it's not a much of a, um, not much of a tough hill to climb as it is for the Jets in the AFC, for the Giants in the NFC. But I do still feel that the Giants, even over the Niners and especially the Eagles, We'll be able to uh, push through and get to get to that game, um, and, and like I said, that would be just think about that for two weeks for both of you. Two weeks we have the Jets Giants. You know how is that? You know that's going to be interesting for the media between the championship games and the Super Bowl for sure. They'd have to go to the Super Bowl in New York. Yeah, <laughs> dude. If that happened, all right. If that. Dream. I don't even know if I'm going to wake up in a few minutes and find out. Nobody really thinks this. Uh, but if that ever happened, you know how many demons we would exercise throughout that process? 14 and 3 beating the Giants in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It would be right. like everything. Yeah, right. Being, yeah, like you talked about earlier. Being sick. Retire. <laughs> I did what I needed to do. I'm done here. That's All it. Right. I'd be afraid that thousands of Jets fans would just die. That's it. <laughs> We're done. We have mass death. All our older fans, good. That's they might. <laughs> but uh, no, that's 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 what I have, and obviously I'll post that to prove it in regards to uh, my prediction for all thirty-two teams. Um, but yeah, as for me, for for both teams, the Jets and the Giants, in regards to how far they'll go. Um, but Green Bean, uh, it's great to to have you on for the time that you were able to hear be here. Um, AJ, do you have any last questions for for? Uh, no, man. Nice to meet you. This was fun. I'm glad I got to go on here with you to talk about Rogers and everything. This is cool. Right on. Right on. Yeah, well, look, have some fun with New York Giants fangirl. It's nice to meet you. You and, too. Uh, good luck. Yeah, good luck. I'll see you in the Super Bowl, man. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was a blast. You guys are awesome. Have a good evening. All right. Take care. Take care. And as we move on, like I said, now we're going to be moving on to the other New York team, the New York Giants. And uh, let's welcome Adriana from, as you can see there, New York Giants fan girl. You can find her on IG where she does uh, lives uh, pretty often, as I see. 
uh, talking Giants with uh, with her fellow family there, sports family of Giants fans. Um, Andrea, as we were talking with Green Bean, the Jets, for your team last season, the 2022-23 season, what would be your opinions, positive or negative, from that Giants team? They exceeded my expectations like I never could have imagined. I was going into last season thinking all I want them to do is look better than last year, which was not a high goal. It wasn't going to be that challenging for them to look better, but there were still so many question marks. I mean, we didn't know if Saquon was going to stay healthy. We Jones was not signed to the fifth year option. We didn't know what the offense was going to look like. Ton of injuries. I mean, our wide receivers were mediocre at best compared to other wide receivers in the league. So I just wanted them to win a few games. You know, I wanted to see what Shane and Dable were all about. And the fact that they did as well as they did, they made it to the playoffs and they won a playoff game. Like I was disappointed with how things went in Philly because I thought that it was going to be a little bit more of a competition. So I was definitely bummed, but over overall, I was super excited and thrilled with the way the season went because it just was better than anything I ever could have expected it to be. Yeah, and I guess both New York teams, you know, doing better than people outside of the fan base has thought that they could do. And now heading into this season and being able to get that contract there for your quarterback, at least, at least the quarterback, you know, who knows what's going on with uh, the running back situation there. But, you know, what are, what are your optimism and your thoughts heading into this season and what the Giants can do? I'm really excited going into this season. I think they have a challenging schedule, but I think that that's not an excuse. I think, you know, this is the National Football League. And when you have the coaches that you have and the talent that you have, and they have so much more talent than they did last year, that there's no excuse. They have to execute on the field. Unless the entire starting offense or starting defense goes down with injuries, there is no excuse for this team not to do well. I My prediction for them is that they're going to go 11 and six and they're going to end up second in the NFC East behind the Eagles. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I, I do think that anything can happen in the postseason, but I just think that the reality is that the Eagles are a very difficult team. And if we can't beat them during the regular season, I will not have full faith that they can beat them in the postseason. And I think that that is a realistic way to go. Um, I, I'm not a Jets hater by any means, but for them to act like they're going to the Super Bowl, I think is absolutely unhinged. They have not played a regular football game yet. So like, let's take it back a notch. Yeah. You know, that's another question I was going to ask now from, from your vantage point, right? You, you and your fellow Giants fans, you know, you're hearing, you know, I even told you, you asked you an IG in our conversation there, you know, your guys thoughts on the Giants being the talk of the town, you know, being the new Kings of the castle, so to speak. And and all that so what kind of sense do you get yourself or, or from fellow giants fans that you that you speak to on a daily basis or in general it's funny i think i still think that the local and national media is considering the giants to be underdogs and they're not really talked about that much like i saw a clip from pat mcafee after the isaiah simmons trade and that was pretty much the only thing that I have seen from someone who is not a Giants beat writer who has said, oh, wow, this Giants team is actually pretty good and and might do well this year. I feel like everything I've heard from everywhere else is 
Aaron Rodgers, Robert Sala, Hard Knocks is all about the Jets and nothing about the Giants, which I'm okay with because I don't need the media, the national media to get on board with the Giants. I would rather us fly under the radar and surprise people like we did beating the Vikings. So I would rather it continue to be that way. And I think that's how a lot of Giants fans feel. Like they like the underdog mentality. I mean, the Giants have been like that for years. Both of our Super Bowl runs, we were not expected to go anywhere. And we had no, I mean, no one had us beating the Patriots, not a shot in hell. So not me, yeah. I think... Yeah, I think everyone's on board with, you know, as a Giants fan is like, we'll keep flying under the radar. And then, you know, when we do well and we get out there, then, uh, you know, then you guys can talk about us. <laughs> AJ, what are your thoughts in regards to the Giants record prediction and anything else you wish to share in regards to the New York Giants? Uh, I actually think the Giants are a pretty exciting team. The addition of Waller was huge. You know, I like Dab- Dable a lot. Saquon is... I mean, out of this world when he stays healthy. But like when I look at their schedule, man, their schedule is crazy. They have yeah. so many tough opponents. I mean, the Eagles twice already as it is. It's insane. Like <laughs> that's I know. a lot. I mean, I think they're it just I think it just all comes down to Daniel Jones again. I mean, can he be can he keep getting better, making the throws? I mean the line I think is fine, and I think he had a pretty good year last year. I think he brought off a lot of weight off of his shoulders last year after his first couple of seasons. But I, I still have him with that schedule. I still have him going nine and eight, and I, I have him just missing the playoffs by a little bit because I think the Lions will be better this year. I think mm-hmm. Green Bay will be right there this year. I still think you got a couple of teams that are coming right there. They're going to be right with the Giants. The Giants had a really tough schedule, so. Never know, though. We'll see. Hey, that's all we do here. We, we predict and, and, you know, can't go with our gut and what we feel. So for me, yeah, exactly. You know, especially, you know, your own your own fan base, you know. And for me, for the Giants, I have them barely making it in. Being a wild card team, being second in the division at 10-7, and seven, um, and going to the playoffs here and, uh, yeah, winning their first game and then losing to the Eagles in the next round. So... They'd be facing off with the Eagles. So, you know, we keep talking about that. And even, you know, Andrea, you're stating about, you know, in your honest opinion, you know, you don't think you'll be able to push past Philadelphia. What do you think the Giants need to do to be able to do so? Like, what do you think that it can be done so it can be done? Because it, you know, it can be done. Well, yeah. And what do you think that would be? I think, I mean, this sounds so simple, but I think the bottom line is it comes down to execution. One of the things that the Giants really were horrible at last year is stopping the run. And every time we play the Eagles, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, doesn't matter who the running back is, they score multiple touchdowns and they're over 100 yards every time. So this year, one of the things that the Giants really have to be able to do is stop the run. And they added Bobby Okereke and they brought in um Isaiah Simmons and those two guys right there along with Kayvon Aziz Dexter and Leo I mean that front six right there is scary so if they can stack the box McKinney is going to play in the box a little bit you know Adoree is going to be good in the slot I think the plan that Wink has on defense and things that we're going to see out of the defense are going to 
prevent that and are going to stop the run, which was a major reason why we couldn't move games last year. So I think that's going to be a big part of it. And then on the opposite side of that, the offense just has to score points, and that comes down to the offensive line holding up. So Jones has more than one and a half seconds to make a decision and get rid of the ball, which, you know, the line is still a little bit of a question mark. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes, you know, when the season starts. But they've made some good additions there. John Michael Schmitz looks really good as a rookie. Obviously, Andrew Thomas is one of the best. So the one of the big question marks is going to be Evan Neal. Can he step it up in his second year? And if he can, then there's no reason for this offense to not be able to put up points. When you have Saquon Barkley, Jalen Hyatt, who's extremely fast. Oh, yeah. You have Paris Campbell, who's an excellent slot receiver. And you've got Darren Waller. I mean, you've, and that's not even including, you know, some of the other tight ends and some of the other wide receivers that we have as weapons that are going to be utilized throughout the offense. And that's definitely the, you know, the biggest question mark being Daniel Jones. I know in the offseason I've been, I was reading and seeing from other Giants fans that honestly wanted to move on from him. You know, thought that you know, maybe this isn't, this isn't the fit. Maybe we do need to do what the Jets did. Get a veteran quarterback, put Daniel to learn from him, you know, and then hand the team back to him. Now, what were your thoughts then at that time, let alone now, of those, that, that subsection of the fan base that was, that's worried about him and thinking he's the reason they're not going to go anywhere. Absolutely idiotic. The people who wanted to bring in Lamar Jackson are just stupid. First of all, Lamar Jackson was going nowhere. We all knew that. I had been saying it the entire offseason. I knew he was not leaving the Ravens. And especially when they talked about bringing in Odell, I was like, forget it. He's going nowhere. So... I just, my problem with that is that I just think that those people were not, they didn't watch last season. You can talk crap about Daniel Jones all you want in the first three years of his career. That's fine. He didn't play that well. He also had horrendous offensive coordinators. He had a garbage offensive line and he had no talent around him. And you can make the argument that maybe if it was someone like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers there, Aaron Rodgers is a better runner than Tom Brady. Tom Brady would never last with the offensive line that the Giants had. But for argument's sake, you want to talk about a veteran, you know, um, quarterback who's done really well in the league and who's been an MVP and all of these things. You could put one of those guys in there, and I honestly don't think that it would have elevated the team to the point where they would have won a lot more games and they would have made it to the playoffs from – 2019 to 2022. I just don't think that it was as simple as putting in a new quarterback. If you watch the Giants last year, you would see that Jones did everything he possibly could to put the team on his back and win games. So I just think that's not a fair argument. I mean, you could say the same thing about Jalen Hurts. Before last season, Barely anyone said that Jalen Hurts was the guy. There were still a lot of question marks. The Eagles did not win the NFC East prior to that. They were not one of the best teams. The Cowboys had won. The NFC East was called the NFC Least for at least two years in a row. So it wasn't until last year when they have a new head coach in Nick Sirianni, they have a really good defense, they fix the offensive line, and they bring in all of this talent around him that you see Jalen Hurts take that massive step forward. So I think that that's what we're going to see from Daniel Jones this year. I think him and Hurts have a similar talent level 
I don't think that they're the same, but I do think that like Jalen Hurts, with Daniel Jones in this system, with good weapons around him, a decent offensive line, that he's going to thrive. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I was wondering, you know, why that, why that was the case. Why it seems like a lot of Giants fans at that time, a subsection of your fan base, was thinking that they need to, you know, move on from Daniel Jones and and not, um, you know, maybe being prisoners in the moment. Maybe they're just wanting to, uh, you know, see what other teams have done, you know, have done and be able to be successful. But that doesn't mean that it has to be for your team, you know, and, and just, you know, give it a little bit more time. If you want, you can put them on a hot, hot seat. You know, he deserves that. But beyond yeah, that, I mean, I don't... going into last year, they didn't pick up his fifth year option. They said, you better earn it. We're a new coaching staff. We don't know, you know, we know a little bit about you, but we don't believe in you from what we've seen so far to sign your fifth year option. So he had to prove it. And to me, that says everything that I need to know. What I have seen from Shane and Dable and Brandon Brown and what they have done with this organization and the coaching staff, the people that they've brought in, college scouts, I mean, everything that they have done has elevated this team to the next level from where it's been for the last few years. That I just think for after what Jones did last year, for, for Shane to end up signing him to a four-year, $160 million deal, you just have to have a little bit of trust in your GM and say, well, obviously this guy knows what he's doing because he went from him being a free agent this year to saying we're going to sign him to a four-year deal. Yeah. Again, I know from, from other Giants fans, it was like, you know, it's close to that deadline. You know, so from their argument, from what I was even hearing still, you know, they're, they're, they feel that the ownership is trapped to make that decision and all that and should have had some cojones and did some, something else, you know. And so there's still that, you know, section of your fan base is still you're not riding with Daniel Jones. We'll just put it that way. Um, you know, and, and, and how it wasn't like, um, you know, deal done sooner to them. Um, but... Uh, oh, but before we go, AJ, is there anything else or any other questions or comments in regards to the Giants? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Are just you coming to sure. the game, AJ? Do what? Are you coming to the Giants-Packers game? I am not. So I go to school in – I'm still in college. I go to school in Tampa. Okay. And, of course, last year Green Bay played in Tampa. This oh, year no. Green Bay is home against Tampa. But I'm the closest one to here this year is Atlanta, and I – is week two, I might be, I might go to that one. I'm not sure yet, so we'll see. But okay, that might be worth the road trip. Oh, yeah, I'm full, I'm like working on it. <laughs> yeah. You should. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah we, we do have that, that Giants, uh, the Giants matchup. So, hey, maybe we'll have you back here for Giants week. But, oh, yeah. um, but either way, you know, I, I do see, you know, potential. The reason why I gave them the record they I gave them, um, whether that's more heart than head myself. Then your, you know, honesty as an actual Giants fan, you know, in there every day talking about them um, and all that. But, you know, I do feel that, you know, given a chance, they might be able to split with the Eagles this season and, and see what happens, you know, be able to get a playoff spot. But certainly, even though it's not like the AFC, that's, you know, the, the kingpin there. But, you know, even the NFC, you have the Lions and other teams that are that are improving, even the commanders. So, you know, yeah, even the that division's going to be interesting, you know. I'm just saying, you know, it's not, it's not sleeping the Commanders right now. So, you know, we got, we got Dallas, you know, being Dallas. So, you know, 
every year their fan base thinks they're going to the Super Bowl, and when's the last time that actually happened? So uh, I don't trust Dallas fans. They don't know what they're talking about. None of them. Absolutely not. You, you can't say you're going to the Super Bowl every year. Just it's just not a reality. And whether they don't like Stephen A. Smith, I do enjoy sometimes his uh, comedy mockery. Oh, yeah. That's Stephen my favorite thing about him. Oh yeah, no <laughs> so doubt. Trolling the cowboy fans, but if he would have be, but anyways, anyway, let people know where they can where they can find you and anything else you wish to share before you go. I'm on TikTok, and then my podcast is called Everything New York Giants, and just like it sounds, it is everything that you need to know about the New York Giants in one place. Oh, great to have you, and hopefully, if you can, schedule the line, be able to have you for Giants Week when it comes up here during the regular season, and see where our teams are at, at that point. But thank you for your time. Have a great evening. Yeah. Thank you guys so Have much. Good luck this year. Thank you. Yeah, let's do. Bye. Now moving right along as we, you know, we talked about two New York teams. We talked about the Giants. We talked about the Jets. Now we're talking about a team that doesn't have anything to do with New York, but kind of has to do with AJ in a way. You know, he talked about how he's from Ohio, his family being Bengals fans, but we're not talking about Cincinnati Bengals because, you know, talk about them later because, you know, they're the better team. But we're going to talk about the other team, and that being Cleveland Brownies. Browns, the Brownies. You know, that team that actually seems like they have a mascot, and now they put it on the 50-yard line, you know, with that team. Uh, but anyways, <clears throat> excuse me, welcome our guest, guest with the most here, Ben, who is part of IE Sports Radio, that family there, IE Sports Radio, IESportsRadio.com, your feed for all that is sports. Jen, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Great. We're doing well. We're doing well. Hope you're doing well too. And I've been asking everybody that's been here so far, last season, last season Browns. I know with the acquisition of, uh, of the quarterback there and that being um, a whole can of worms that is still going on. Sean <laughs> Watson, you know, what were your, what were your thoughts on, on that team, on that Browns team of last season? Um, It was a, a little disappointing. I mean, the defense was extremely disappointing. I expected much more from them after the way they ended the previous season, but, uh, you know, they chose not to move on from Joe Woods and it bit them in the butt. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> so, um, I was, I mean, there were, of course, were a few games they should have won and the defense did not help in any way, shape, or form. Jacoby Brissett did uh, as well as I expected that he would, and I didn't, I wasn't expecting much out of Deshaun Watson after 700 days without playing football. So I think, I think he did as well as he could running Jacoby Brissett's offense. And uh, it, I mean, it ended up being what it was and they made the changes that they made and I'm excited for this upcoming season. I'm there in Cleveland for the Browns fans and everything's all pound, they're called. Um, you know, and and what can be, you know, I have some interesting expectations for them in regards to predicting their record, but I don't know, what, what are your thoughts, like optimism, whatnot, in regards to this season's Browns and what do you think your team can, can accomplish realistically and otherwise? 
Um, I'm very optimistic. From what I've seen in preseason, the defense looks 100% better. Um, Miles Garrett, of course, wasn't out there at all during preseason. So the defensive line, when the first team did play in the two games that they played, looked great. And that was without Miles Garrett. So figure they can only get better with Miles Garrett in there. Um, I like the moves that they made on defense. Uh, they secured up the the line significantly. We went from a bunch of nobodies to and plus Miles Garrett to uh, some pretty big names. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how how it plays out in an actual real football game that counts. But uh, so far, so good. And Deshaun Watson seems to have his confidence back. He seems to have pretty good command of the offense when he was in there for the few few drives that he was in during preseason. I thought the Kansas City game was a good indication. Um, They came out kind of shaky the first two drives, and then they came back and scored two touchdowns the next two drives. So I'm optimistic and you know, Nick Chubb wasn't in there, and uh, Joe Batonio wasn't in there on the line. So that can only look better with them in there. So I am I am cautiously optimistic. Oh, yeah. I, I hate to be too optimistic in Cleveland because, you know, Cleveland <laughs> likes to disappoint. <laughs> Go ahead, AJ. What are your thoughts on the, on the Browns and anything else we share? Uh, I do think Deshaun is going to pro- like keep progressing this year. And maybe, I don't know if he finds that old self that he was, but I just think for the Browns roster, he just needs to be like good enough. I think the Browns have as good a roster as anybody does. Their defense looks loaded. Their offensive line is good. They have Chubb. They've got Elijah Moore. They got Amari Cooper still and Juco. Uh, I just think that the North is a gauntlet. I think it's the most physical and aggressive division there is in all of football. I mean, the Bengals are a monster in themselves. I think the Steelers progress this year. I think the Ravens will be good. I I think the Browns fall just like just short, like. Nine and eight. I have them at nine and eight. Just missed the playoffs, but still being better than like what they were last year. Just AFC in the North is tough, and it all, it really just all comes down to Sean Watson. But I got him falling this average short nine and eight. And for me, um, I have the Browns ten seven um, in that record. It's like in the division. Um, you know, I do see that Deshaun. I do see Deshaun Watson get better, being able to be that Deshaun Watson role that we were talking about earlier, AJ, and and being able to um, you know show why the Browns got him in the first place because they feel that they can you know get that back within him and be able to be the top tier quarterback for Cleveland and and try to you know bring them the Super Bowl, let alone just anything positive. So I think that's going to be happening for them this season. I think, like I said, ten and seven, where I have them recognized uh, for their division, that will be. It'll be a tough one. It'll be I mean, knocking each other out in games, I'm sure. But you know, I see them splitting, splitting with Baltimore and Cincinnati. So, you know, and, and going from there. But, yeah, 10 and 7 is what I have for them. You know, having a good season. Sean getting back on track. Uh, you know, he got help. So, 
think overall that Browns team, and I know for the preseason, you know, there's that backup quarterback that was really showing out. I'm glad he made the team, you know, so. um, But for Deshaun, who's a starter, you know, I see good things for him and be able to to have a a progression this season and be able to uh, grow um, there with Cleveland and and be able to, um, you know, he has his own stuff on his shoulders, right, AJ? You know, so the job and all that and, you know, Maybe not in a Super Bowl way, but in a get to a playoffs way, he can be like you know Steve Young had to get that monkey off his back after having to take over for Joe Montana. Um, but but here in this situation, like I said, ten and seven, Browns second division. But Jen, for you, regards to record wise, playoff spot or whatever, what would be your prediction for your team in the two thousand twenty? Um, I I have a hard time picking a number because I think a lot of it's going to depend on how they come out to start the season. They have, the first six games are really tough. And they've got three division games right off the bat. So I'm like, I'm wavering between 10 and 7 and 12 and 5, depending on how those first four games go. It's, it's going to be a real test starting out against them the Bengals, but we, we played well against the Bengals. We've only lost to them once since Joe Burrow's been there, So, and that was last year with Deshaun Watson. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned with playing the Bengals, but the AFC North is always tough. It, even when we were bad, those games were close. Even when we were 0-16, we only lost by, like, three or six points. So those games are always tough. It doesn't matter who's good, who's not. Those division games are always, always. We we played well against the Bengals. We've only lost to them once since Joe Burrow's been there. So And that was last year with Deshaun Watson. So I'm not – not – too concerned with playing the Bengals, but the AFC North is always tough. It, even when we were bad, those games were close. Even when we were 0-16, we only lost by like three or six points. So those games are always tough. It doesn't matter who's good, who's not. Those division games are always, always tough. So it, it's going to depend, but I I would like to see them go at least three and three, four and two in the division. And I think they'll be first or second in the division. There you go. Hey, like I said, improvement for, for Cleveland. I know the Don Pond would enjoy that for sure. Um, but anyway, Jen, before you go, let everybody know where they can, where they can find you on socials and your show as well. All right. I can be found at, Leave Land on X, Instagram, Threads, and Jen.BelieveLand on TikTok. And my show is The Show of the Land. And it is on Twitter or X at Show of the Land IE. And that's with IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. Hey, going great to, uh, great to meet you also. You know, oh, me, I'm very lucky to kind of be a contributor in a sense. I'm not part of the family, but a contributor by Esports Radio, being the co-host uh, for Big Cheese. Um, that's now going to be Sunday mornings. 
uh, with Bernie Bango, um, or big G's for, uh, big G's underscore, I use, that's hard. Um, but anyways, yeah, nice, nice to meet you. I know I've, uh, haven't been able to actually view a show of yours live, but I have seen past ones either on YouTube, because you do, uh, I'm on YouTube, yes. on the sports YouTube channel, uh, let alone on Spreaker, Spreaker, however you pronounce that. Um, but, but either way, you know, be able to, 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 to be in that chat one of these times when you're, when you're live, um. But no, okay. nice to meet you. And, uh, have a good evening. You too. Yeah, so we had the Cleveland Browns, you know, a team that, you know, is on the rise and improving their AJ. You know, I, I feel that, you know, they'd be able to, to to improve and be better and be able to to make a mark and, and try to get a playoff spot. Uh, sure. Unfortunately, so far, any of our other guests are not able to make it yet. So we are going to actually talk about the team of the hour, the team that this show was named after, talking Packers, of course. You know, as I see you repping the team, you know, I'm the host, yet I'm not, so but it's okay. <laughs> um, the Packers, you know, there's a lot to say about the Green Bay Packers. Our guest here is here, but he's away from his computer, so when he comes back, we'll, we'll bring him in. But just for us talking, you know, we were talking earlier with, with Green Bean about, you know, the Rogers situation and everything. You know, for you, AJ, what were your what were your thoughts or anything in regards to last season Packers and on all that? You know, going into the season, I was really optimistic. I was like, I thought that we had, I thought we drafted good. I thought we brought in, we needed those spots on defense. I thought Quay Walker was great. And uh, Wyatt gave us something at the end of the year. And now he's, I think he's going to bloom even more this year. But, like, with Watson and Romeo, you know, they, they've never shared anything. And then week one starts, first play of off the game for offense and drops a 70-yard touchdown. And it just took them all year to figure it out. And then they hit that rough stretch where they lose five in a row to, I think, average teams at best. I mean, you lose to the Jets, and then you lost the Giants. who made the playoffs, but we are winning the game. Look towards the end, lose the commanders. Then we get hot towards the end of the year. And then it's like we have one game mm-hmm. to make the playoffs against the Detroit Lions. Aaron was talking all week. He's not worried about Detroit. It's just Detroit. And then what it feels like a playoff game, he comes out, doesn't play great. Offense doesn't show up like they did in the Minnesota week and the Dolphin, the Christmas game. And it was just hard. It was, it was hard. It was a rough, it, a year of up and downs. I mean, those five weeks were really tough. But when we went on that winning streak, it was, it felt really nice because there's people running their mouths for so long. Aaron, Aaron's done. This team's. It was, it was the crazy season. But I, I'm ready for this one. Optimistic as always, but I'm ready to go. Same here. Same here. It'll be fun in in that regard. So I guess we're ready to go. So let's welcome the host of HG Sports. That is part of our Sports Radio. They have the honor to be for myself being the co-host. So now he gets to be on my show. So, you know, roles reversed for one night. Um, and, uh, but Bernie Bango. Hey, hey, fellas. What's up? How are you doing this evening? I'm I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. What's up, AJ? I'm I'm Bernie, uh, the oh, host man, of Big Cheese Sports on IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for 
call that a sports. <laughs> All right. Good to have you. You know, I was just asking AJ in regards to last season, though, to ask you, for you the question, you know, what do you think in regards to last season's Packers, you know, and everything that transpired? Whew, last season's Packers, uh, the whole season um, was like subdued excitement. Like we were like trying to get excited for something and it never really came to fruition. And, um, you know, you just, you just kind of could tell like Rogers relationship with the coaching staff and with the whole organization, it was just like, it had run its course. It was time to move on. And I miss the guy. I cheer for him. Uh, you know, all his, uh, eccentric stuff (laughs) off the, off the field, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, man, I play with crystals, man. I'll go sit in the darkness for a few days. Uh, I got no, I got no issue with that. Uh, so I, I'm a Rogers fan, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm a bit of a hippie, and Rogers, I think, has got a bit of a hippie in him too. And uh, but I hope things go well for him in New York, man. And he seems like he's interacting with the media really well. It's funny because like he's the type of guy who's like, oh, I don't know how it's gonna go for me. He's made some statements like, I don't know about the media, but it seems like he is enjoying himself, man. He looks like he's enjoying the attention. He's having a good time on Hard Knocks, man. He knows that millions of people are watching him, and he, and, and he likes that. You know, I think he actually fits the New York media perfectly. I think he's always loved the attention. He's always, like, trying to, like, quirk it his ways into the Green Bay media and make it more public in his press conferences. I think it's. I think he fits it perfectly, no doubt. Yeah, and uh, so it's just, like, it, it brings a certain uh, part of his personality out. And like you're, you're saying, AJ, that, that media will feast on that. And he enjoys uh, just giving it to a man. And, and he's yeah, good yeah. at it. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. So last season certainly was, you know, unfortunate in regards to the losing streak, right? We almost lose to Bailey Zappi and the Patriots there yeah. at home. And then we go on a losing streak starting in London against New York Giants, then New York Jets. And then he goes on from there, you know, and, then as AJ was saying, we're back on that winning streak. And when we when it's in our control, in the Packers' control, not needing other teams to win and all that like the Lions did, but on our control to make the playoffs to beat the Lions, said Lions, who in the end swept us last season with Aaron Rodgers, we lose, you know, and, and didn't show in a way, you know. And then we had that moment with Rodgers walking off, we talked about earlier, and AJ did with Greenbean and and then all of that. So, you know, when that moment happened, when the season was over, did you think it was over, Bernie? I think it was over for Rodgers being in Green Bay. Oh, yeah, man. Because um, uh, who, who was it? Was it Jamison Williams? Somebody from the Lions, some young rookie came up to him, right, oh, and yeah. asked for his jersey. And he said, no, man, this is like a special one, or I need to hold on to this one or something. Yeah. That moment, man. I yeah, yeah, the former that, Packers, that yeah. All, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I needed to hear, man. And the, the way he just held Cobb and they walked through the tunnel together, man, it was, it was like heart-wrenching almost. It was, yeah. Everyone knew. He knew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, because actions speak louder than words, right? He came oh, in, yeah. he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And it's like, no, man, you you already showed us that. It's oh, yeah. like, it's done, man. It's, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but... I'm uh, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, you know, I, I think it, it makes the, like, a lot of more interesting storylines this year for the whole NFL. And um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a fantastic season because it's like a whole new era for the Packers. 
And, um, you know, we're, like, uh, we're a big underdog too. It's great. No yes. one's counting us at all. Yeah. There's no a lot one. of, there's a lot of teams that have their best seasons when people aren't thinking about them out of sight, out of mind. And, uh, you know, like I know the Eagles have had some seasons like that where it's just like, what the heck? They're this good. And, uh, but yeah, it's go ahead. I mean, for Green Bay, it's, they got like the same team. Their defense, if Joe Barry can figure it out, their defense should be elite. Their receivers are still progressing. They got the running backs. They, I think they have one of the best O lines. Their only question mark is their quarterback. And if he is just like, if he just plays good enough, this team is a playoff team. I, I don't think Rodgers played his best ball last year. I fully believe Jordan can be good enough to have the same year Aaron had last year or maybe even better in ways. So I just think, all, I mean, you lose your Hall of Fame quarterback, you're going to talk bad about a team, but I'm ready to put that stuff away. <laughs> and and uh, something I was talking about uh, on a different show, it was just like stuck in my mind was with – with love, you're going to get the pure form of Lafleur's offense, right? Rogers, Rogers acted as a filter. He skewed what Lafleur really wanted to do on the field. Um, you know, someone uh, I heard someone say put it really well about how you would see parts of McCarthy's offense coming out through Rogers, and, and you know, you could see the frustration from Lafleur on the sideline. What, like, what the heck is this, man? And um, so I think with Love, right, being a first-year starter, man, he's got to put his faith in his coach that his coach is going to steer him in the right direction. And uh, so that's the difference between a first-year starter and, uh, you know, a, a first battle Hall of Famer uh, yeah. quarterback. So There's there too many moments last year with, like, when they would show during the game Aaron and Matt just getting into it. It's like, how is this supposed? how is that supposed to work for a team? Like, they're obviously button heads all the time, trying to do their own thing. It was, it was never going to work. I mean, yeah. it's what it is. Yeah, and so uh, you said it, it's it's going to be on. Uh, I heard you say earlier it's going to be on Joe Barry. Um, I think Lafleur with this offense. I, I love you know our our duo of running backs. I, I hope Emmanuel Wilson gets a few chances. I, I don't agree. Know, I hope we have a couple games where we're blowing somebody out. Fingers crossed where we can get Wilson some carries. Uh, I would just love to see him get a chance to develop, you know? Yeah. I mean, we had that crazy, crazy talk today about you was out trying to get talks about Jonathan Taylor. Crazy. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's, that's awesome. And I would love him. I'm a Badger fan and a Packer fan. And, oh, and yeah. I guess I would, but it's like, there's so there's other positions we have that we're like it's like safety like safety <laughs> like, yeah exactly I'm just like can we go find a safety like if we're gonna go trading like that yeah uh, in, my, in my mind it's maybe like because uh, is Dylan in a contract year is this his contract I, year I believe so and then you got uh, Jones I mean he's sort of aging for running back he's 28 yeah. I mean but like. I think I think the Packers are with Jones until he's done. I feel like Jones is going to retire a Packer, but I feel like if Dylan's in a contract year, they you know they they would. I think they could. I could see them trading, you know, trading Dylan in like a third or fourth round pick for Taylor. Running back marker. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. and uh, so it's a. Uh, 
But we don't need that. See, like, yeah, it's not a position no. need. I, I would hope if we were going to make no. a trade, it would be safety. Uh, safety. Yeah, safety. No, no. I am so nervous about safety. Position. Yeah, Rudy Ford, Savage. I mean, uh, Mr. Simone Biles and uh, yeah, Simone Biles. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that'll be. I mean, it was a spot last year that was a little shaky. I mean, Adrian didn't have his best season back there in any means. Yeah, I was always beat up. But I thought Rudy got hot at the end of the year, gave him a new spark, and hopefully he continues to progress in that way. But Yeah, we, we need somebody to step up to have a, a career yeah. season, you know. And this is like – then you got to start thinking too, like say this the safeties are struggling – Maybe Stokes, when Stokes gets healthy, comes back. Yeah. He's, he's in a good place to, to play. Do you do you move Razul uh, to a safety position? Or, you know, do you just kind of start yeah. tinkering? You know, when Stokes comes back, you just start putting your top DBs out there, no matter if they're cornerback yeah. or safety. I um, mean, they did, that, they did that with Keyshawn, too. They put him back there a little bit, let him move around. I mean, they got dudes that are athletic in their, their DB room. I mean... I feel like they can figure it out, but they do need a true safeties. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, wherever we land in the draft, you know, sometimes there's only like one, maybe two uh, safeties that are worth like a first round pick. Yeah. Um, You know, but you do have the Anthony Johnson Jr., the the, the, uh, rookie out of Iowa State. Yeah. We got in the seventh round. Some people said he could have gone in the fifth. Um, You know, you might see him getting some snaps because uh, I feel like there's going to be games where whoever's back there is going to be having a rough time, and they're yeah. just going to start rotating those Bible. guys through because they're all, like, about the same skill level, talent yeah. level there. And who's who's on it today? Who's got a clear mind? Who's reading things better than the other guy? So I oh, think yeah. it's going to be a, a platoon of safeties out, out there, as I, I guess, uh, the back backfield there. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting season. I mean, with all the question marks and, you know, the unknown. For some Packer fans, it's a fear of the unknown. You know, we have had Baron for over 30 plus years and whatnot and being used to excellence. And now we're going to have Jordan Love. We don't know what we have with him. We'd love it to continue, right? Be able to have great some quarterback play and be able to be in the conversation every year to win the Super Bowl, the odds makers and all that, um, you know, automatically winning the North in a way most of the years too, you know, and, and still have a stranglehold on the North, but we don't know, you know, we'll have to see how that goes, you know, and week one will be a good test, right? The Bears. Oh yeah. I Not mean, angry. you know, we get to start on the road. So that's going to be a, a tough one. You know, the whole entire NFC North. Yeah. I'm sure all teams do. But the NFC North has some proving games in week one, especially the Lions. You know, they're kicking off the season, phasing off the Chiefs. So, you know, they're trying to they, prove it. How are so, you guys feeling about that game? You about know, Lions, Chiefs, like, I feel like, I feel like Super Bowl winning teams, like, they're week one or week two, they're like, I wouldn't say they're, like, in a Super Bowl slump or whatever, or hangover. Yeah. But I fully expect the Lions to come out there and be the same team they were, just fully aggressive, do whatever the heck Dan Campbell wants yeah, to do. Yeah, man. We go, got man. it. They're going to keep it close. I mean, I think the Chiefs will win, but I fully expect the Lions to be battling 
the whole game. It'll be close. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be the doormats. I, I would, I would love, I would love to see the Lions shock the world right, right there uh, on opening night. Um, you know, I, I'm like since they got picked as the favorite, uh, and, and we're in a rebuilding year. I'm thinking to myself, we're, you know, we might have a shot at winning the uh, the the uh, division crown still, but. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not us, it's the Lions. And because, uh, man, it's been a long, long time for their fan base. And Dan Campbell's been really working hard at uh, over, over there. And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's they're, they're not a, they're a pretty fun team to watch. And uh, I, I don't I don't mind the Lions so much. The, the Bears and Vikings, though, I, I don't care for too much for so, those. So. <laughs> I can't wait. Those Bears fans are going to go back into hiding after week one. I can't wait. Well, I know I've been hearing them chirp because they're oh, ready to go. Gosh. I know I heard. I know uh, Bernie was uh, on. Bears fans talking after week one. Not a single Bears fan will be talking. You know, Bernie <laughs> was part of uh, with Adam. You know, with the IE Sports Radio the other night. You know, talking about the Bears Packers and the rivalry, the upcoming week one, and they were talking both both ends of their, their spectrums from Packers and, and the Bears from Adam Adam's side of things. And you know, that yeah. was that was good to watch. So. If you want to watch replays of that, you can watch that on Sparker or IE Sports Radio here on YouTube. But, you know, just with that, that conversation that I enjoyed hearing and, you know, that you got to be part of, of course, Bernie. Yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, it's a proven game. You know, what are the, the Packers are going to try to prove that they're not going to be doormats themselves just because Aaron's gone. I mean, we're, oh, yeah. we're a one in seven, 16 team, you know what I mean? You know, that we still can be, as AJ was saying, have a chance to still be great and good if there's a quarterback. So, you know, the Bears fans chirping and then saying that, you know, they're taking back their ownership, you know, and all that with Rodgers gone, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting game on the road. So so the, the for me, it's unfortunate in a way that Jordan Love does not get to start at home week one. It is what it is. Yeah. You do what you have to do. But it would have been better and easier and more of a, for him and be able to transition and be in his first season, but being in Chicago, I don't know what do you guys think. It's going to be. I I would rather go to Chicago and get that shit done right now. I agree. Uh, later in the season, it's going to be like negative twenty and windy as hell. And like, dude, did you guys like? I was watching the Brewers Cubs this weekend, and like these last two games, it was so windy there. It was pushing the ball around all crazy. Took a couple of home runs away from the Brewers. It is what it is. That's a different story, but no, man, I don't want to deal with that wind and that cold yeah. there. Like we already play, you know, we already have enough games mm-hmm. like that at Lam- Lambo late in the season. Um, and then as for love, um, I love the fact that he seems like a guy that does not have that quit in him. Uh, he mm-hmm. seems calm and cool. He seems, seems poised. Uh, he doesn't seem like, you know, he makes mistakes, you know, he seems like he's learning from it. Um, and he, he doesn't seem rattled yet. You know, I know we've only seen him uh, 60 minutes of, of game time, I think, so far. And, um, and and speaking of 60 minutes, go listen to the song 60 Minutes by Crispy Brothers. It's about Jordan Love. And uh, and so, uh, but anyways, Love is going to be fine, man. And I, I think, like you're saying, AJ, he's just got to get to LeBron at the same stat level that, you know, is, Similar stats to what Rodgers had last year, yeah. and we could be in the hunt for a, a, a playoff game, you know, uh, to, to, or to make the playoffs. So, 
yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling good about, about this team, uh, Steve. And, uh, and it, it's, I don't know. I haven't been this excited for a season in a while. The I last, agree. The last Same few here. seasons with Rodgers, I was like, I was excited, but I guess I didn't realize like until now that like, oh it's man, I, it's different yeah. now, man. I'm feeling more excited. Oh yeah. I feel, I don't think there's a better way for a new quarterback for Green Bay to start off their career than starting in Chicago. I think it's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Especially if he can go deliver a win. You know? Oh, yeah. No uh, doubt. Because I don't have any faith in Justin Fields at all. I know that he's going to run. He's going to make a couple of spectacular plays with his feet. We, we yeah. all know that. But, um, you know, I, I feel like Fields will probably – he's going to at least throw one pick. You know, he's got to throw at least one, oh, yeah. I feel like, opening day. I won't be surprised if he if he throws two. Uh, that's, the one be- thing, that's the one thing Jordan, like, he's just got to keep the ball to our team. I feel like if yeah. we can limit his interceptions or turnovers, I mean, he didn't show any in preseason. If he can keep that going and the defense plays the way that they should and Green Bay runs the ball, they'll run the ball all over Chicago. That I feel like it, it's a perfect recipe for a win. So, yeah. I mean – yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect that. Just from my end, though, it just would have been, just for me, it felt like, personally, it would have been better of a you know, transition, better of a start to be able to be at home. But I get what you guys are saying, you know, get out of the way now in Chicago, you know, then to um, have them, because we do have Chicago the final week, week 18, yes, baby. at home. So, you know, we start and end with the Bears, you know, the most storied rivalry in the NFL. So. Yeah. You know, that that'll be that'll be fun for sure. You know, and, and with the NFC North and all the other teams, I mean the Bears, you know, the, the Bears and Vikings, you know, their new ownerships and new new everything they had the last couple of years and, and you know, improvements and I really did enjoy um didn't know Kirk Cousins a little bit on the quarterbacks on Netflix. So I respect you know, respecting this guy, you know, as much as you know, the Vikings Packers thing. But, you know, all in all I really do. It's not going to be the Packers. You're going to be winning the division. I agree with you, Bernie. It should be the Lions. Yeah. You know, and I really enjoyed them last season. You know, talk about shows. They were on Hard Knocks, and I enjoyed them on there and getting to them. And, and uh, Rico Rodriguez is, like, one of my, I don't want to say favorite players, but someone that I that I watch, you know, in a sense of outside of the team, outside of the Packers that I enjoy and, and uh, his story and everything. And But for the Packers, you know, it's, it's all. It's about defense, about safeties and cornerbacks. If we can't sure that up, no matter who we're facing, you know, whether it's a quarterback that we should be able to dominate or not, we're not going to be able to get the wins, whether Jordan loves me or not. We won't be able to get the wins if our defense is not being able to well, back over to the offense. We're giving yeah. up points, we're giving up yardage. If we're not making the stops when we need to at certain points in the game, the rest is not going to matter. No. So what are you guys' thoughts on how we've tried to change that and your expectations, Bernie, on the defensive side of the Green Bay Packers. Why well, my expectation? Uh, I I go right to right now, Devondre Campbell. Uh, you know when we when we picked him up, um, you know he was I think he was with the Cardinals. They let him go, and then we were all thinking we needed a middle linebacker, and he was just a free agent sitting there. We picked him up, and that first year he's with us, he played at all pro level. You would. We got flashes like that defense when, when he was playing really when he was on it. The whole defense played better, 
And the last year, you know, he was playing banged up. I think he might have missed a couple of games, but um, he just didn't play at the level that he did. I'm hoping he's healthy. He's come back. I know he's a baller. Um, you know, he's he's got that dog in him. And he's going to stick his nose in there. And I'm, I'm really excited about um, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark. We, get, we need him in the middle. We need him winning in the trenches because – like that's that's the ticket to us winning in the trenches is Kenny Clark winning his matchup, you know, um, or are they gonna double team him? Because then, like when Kenny gets double teamed, then you just one of those someone else has to win their one on one matchup. Then, um, so Kenny Clark, Devondre Campbell, and and then it's, um, you know, to me, I'm hoping uh, Jair can make some some big plays. The thing is, though, sometimes when you're playing at the level he does, they just don't even throw his way. So, you know, yeah. like, you know I just hope it's, it's not a season of us not hearing his name because they just refuse to throw his way. Because when he can get his hands on the ball, he can make some spectacular plays after after the pick. Um, so the defense, you know, it's like we need somebody, um, you know, playing near that all-pro level at all three levels. So it's Kenny Clark, Devondre Campbell, Jair, all three of those guys got to be playing near that all pro level. And then we got to go, you know, force some turnovers. Um, that's, that's what we need to see. I don't want to see Joe Barry getting a one score lead and then, you know, playing soft coverage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing I don't want to see. Um, I want to, I want to see some uh, assertiveness. Like when we get that lead, don't be scared to blitz. Don't be scared to show some different looks. Um, so that's 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 what I'm hoping from the defense, man. That's really what I want to see, and that's that's the defense that can take the Packers to the playoffs. Because my dream season would be say Packers lose Week One, Love shows flashes, but then he gets he improves throughout the season. Then the end of the season, Bears come to Lambeau, and it's it's to go to the playoffs. The winner gets the wild card, right? And then Love wins. In Lambo gets his revenge, gets the wild card. That would oh, yeah. be like a realistic dream uh, season oh, yeah. uh, in, in my uh, foreshadowing or my wishing, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's on yeah. that defense, man, because that's that's who's oh, going to yeah. win us some games. You know, grind That's the biggest games. thing. I mean, the biggest know? issue, you know, just in general, is open field tackling. We have what we go back when, you know, that's, so you get third, the other teams, you know, wide receivers are yaks, you know, yards after catch, because we're not getting that done. And it frustrates the heck out of me. I mean, my late grandfather, who lived with me uh, for a couple of years before he passed away in 2008, you know, we were watching Packer games and he was always getting frustrated. Like, what the heck is this? You know, you think he, you know, he talked about, you know, didn't they learn anything in training camp? <laughs> you know, those seasons, you know, and it's still going on, you know, years after he yeah. passed and just in general, you know, that's, there's definitely, there's definitely some cornerbacks, man, that don't like to oh, stick yeah. their nose in there. Nope. They have their head down. They're not really looking where they're going at the point of contact. And um, and and then how athletic and and you know, um, you know, just this the the wide receivers, uh, you know, the agility these guys have nowadays too. That makes it even harder. But yeah, open field tackling is a tough thing. Uh, to get done, and then when you see the guys that are kind of scared to stick. Hey, this is uh, Steve doing some editing. I um, just wanted to share here on this episode and talk about my late grandfather. Um, he didn't pass away in 2008. He passed away in 2018. 
I don't know why I said 2008 there. Um, he passed away in 2018. My late grandmother passed away in 2016. Um, and I remember that because it was 10 year after shortly after my 10 year anniversary. Oh, well, not anniversary, but you know, 10 year high school reunion I had in 2016. Uh, but anyways, just wanted to share that here. It's December 16th, 2023, right now at 10:38 a.m. And counting, of course, and just uh, wanted to share that here as I upload episodes here to, to Spotify. I think everybody that uh, is joining me over here on Spotify, and like I said, all these past episodes will be uploaded here. And then, of course, moving forward, you'll hear us much more clearly in regards to actual episodes of new ones starting, well, the next week, um, heading into uh, heading into the game against Carolina. So, back to uh, back to the show. Put your nose in there and get it done. Uh, that's that's definitely definitely a frustration frustration for fans. You know, for me, for the defense, I th- I got about I got three guys. I think the most important one this year is Rashawn Gary. He gets back. I I fully expect him. I predict him all pro year. Makes everyone's job easier. He's going to get to the quarterback a ton this year. I think Rasul Douglas is going to have a huge year at corner. Make Jair's job even easier. And I absolutely love the rookie from Kentucky, Valentine. I think he's going <laughs> to be thrown in there a bunch this year or even early. I think he's going to bring a whole new level of something. He's going to get that maybe that third corner spot and then they can move Stokes around when he comes back, maybe the bye week around then. But I think those three guys are going to be huge for Green Bay and then make everyone's jobs easy, like Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, even Luke Van Ness. I think their defense is going to be really good this year, as long as Joe Barrett stays away from that prevent coverage on third and four. As long as that happens, I fully think Green Bay's defense this year will be really up there with like the top dogs. Yeah, in a lot of games. So, yeah. I I think myself if Joe Barry doesn't get it done this year, it's time Gone. to go. It's time to Gone. bring Joe John uh, Jim Leonard in. It's time to bring Jim Leonard yep. in. You know, uh, you know, I thought it was. I mean, maybe it was just because of fan. We're all tired of it, but I thought even like parts of last season, it was like Joe Barry might have to leave. I was like, this I, this team I, had too much talent. I never liked the hire to begin with. Yeah, he was he was, he was on the staff at in Detroit when they went zero and sixteen. You know, like yeah. like that's that's that is your pick. Uh, well, I mean, his first game he plays the Saints and he gets absolutely diced by Jameis Winston, and then the rest of the season it was like the defense was really really good, and then going into last season it was like this defense is going to be top three, top five, be one of the best defenses, and then it was just. The complete opposite. It was rough. Yeah. I mean, Sean got hurt. DeAndre got hurt. But, I mean, it there's too much talent on that side of the ball, uh, I thought, to be playing like that. So Yeah, I, 100%. We have eight first-round picks yeah. on that defense. And it's yeah. poof, the talent, the skill is there. Someone's got to put it together now. Yep. Um, but otherwise, like I said, man, Joe Gray doesn't get it done. I'm all about book. Bringing Jim Leonard in, you know, oh, yeah. he was an all-American safety in college. He played safety for a decade in the NFL. Get get some, you know, get a safety, oh, I get uh, you know, you know, in 
in there and, and Jim Leonard will have him coached up. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's gonna be an interesting season and and no um, because some people will get a pass this season. And that's mm-hmm. LeFleur, that's love. They got two years to make this work. Joe yeah. Barry's on thin ice is you know, yeah, in my my opinion. I, th- I think there has got to be his hot seat here. No, I think it has to be. If their yeah. defense are this year and they're losing games because their defense, like if, if Jordan loves scoring 24 points, 27 points, I mean, and they're losing games or something just completely out of his world, then I think he's going to be gone. But who knows? Yeah. I feel like Matt can have this like buddy system sometime and just get like, like guys too much and not like want them to just let go. I yeah, Jim sort of be like that. I do not want it to be that way if their defense doesn't perform this year. You know. So. Yeah. Um I, I would hate hate to see love you know, or like love play well and, and then have a bad season overall because of the, of yeah. the defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that would that would be a tough one to watch. That would be a tough season yeah. to watch. And yeah. um you know, then it's like if if the defense is a disaster, do you you get rid of uh, Barry in the middle of the season and, yeah. and try to piece something else together? Um, that's that's definitely my biggest concern. Yeah, is that, that, that defense, man. But luckily, yeah. luckily, they uh, you know get to prepare for the the Bears. Um, you know, DJ Moore, he is going to make a couple big plays. They, they, uh, they really like, you know, I watched a little bit of the preseason. They're going to be throwing uh, a lot of short passes, trying to set oh, yeah. up like wide receiver screens. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to get, uh, you know, inventive and in, uh, whatever they can do with fields. They, they got to oh, yeah. think of ways for him to have the ball in his hands or actually to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers. Um, but he's a, uh, I, I just don't see him like materializing. You know, I thought I would see something in this. I, I, that's why I watched the preseason because I keep hearing yeah. from the Bears fans that he's going to be the one. I still don't see it yet. And, um, Nothing special. There's just a whole bunch of little throws. You know, maybe they don't want to fully show everything, but I it what it wasn't all there. And the yeah. one thing that just worries me is you know his ability to move, get out of the pocket. Because last year Green Bay really struggled. Like. Jalen Hurts, and then even that second time they played Justin, Justin got out a couple times. I just hope they're able to contain him and not yeah. let him get in, get his feet warm. But it just gives him like a whole other world of confidence. And I just, yeah, they, you can't have it. Yeah, we just we just have to try to get them in the like week one. We just got to try to get them in position to to throw the ball. Right, we got to get them in third and long, or or uh, or we got to get a two score lead. You know. We, you know, we just gotta we gotta get them in position where they're gonna have to start making fields make throws. Yeah, uh, you know, and then you just gotta try to keep them in the pocket. You know, uh, sometimes you just send four guys and, and just try to try to keep them in the pocket, contain them. And uh, so it's it's gonna be an interesting game. I'm I'm so pumped for it. I'm so pumped. Uh, it's three days, man. Three days I get to watch the Badgers. Um, so it's just like football season is truly oh, here. Back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's nice. Sorry about that. My fact. But 
anyways, it's just nice to have yeah, the NFL season here, the college football season. They always have their week one before the NFL does. So it's their weekend this weekend. And then the NFL, you know, come to knock and taking over next week and the next weekend with week one. I don't think we did yet. I don't think we did because we were talking a lot about other things. Bernie Bango, what is your prediction for the 2023 Packers record-wise? And how far do you see the Packers going record-wise, right. playoff-wise at all? Well, my dream, my dream was that, you know, what I shared with you earlier, but if I was a betting man, I feel like you're going to end up going eight and nine and just and missing the playoffs. Um, and I think we're going to see flashes from Love, knowing that, yes, he is the QB1, and with another year, they might be able to really put something together. Uh, I think the defense is very average throughout the season. And I think Joe, we see an exit of Joe Barry at the end of the year. And uh, it's just kind of unfortunate. Um, we'll see how it goes. Because, uh, like, the best I have him doing is is maybe 10 and 7. Uh, but... But I, I think if I had to pick one, it's just going to be eight and nine. And, uh, you know, Rodgers Rogers went six and ten in his first year as a starter. But I, I think if we get eight and nine and and say there's like they're in the play, uh, the wild card race, you know, throughout the season or whatever, it's it'd be nice just to get 17 games of meaningful, meaningful football. If that means like love gets through the season healthy, he shows flashes and we know he's our guy of the future. Uh, I think that's what we get for the 2023 season. No. AJ? Uh, you know, I'm pretty optimistic. I think this team is actually sort of like built to win now in a way. I think Jordan has a ton of pressure, but I, I, just, I honestly think it comes down more to the receivers and their pressure. I think they have to be able to keep progressing, get better throughout the year. I think – Christian and Romeo are going to be great. I think Jaden Reed is going to be awesome for them. I think uh, Musgrave is going to be huge in the middle. Uh, they're going to run the ball great. Their O line is going to be good. It'll hold up. I got them. I got them going eleven and six, and actually winning the North. Okay. I just think I think the beginning of their schedule, like their first five or six weeks, are like if they can just like. Start the season the way that they should. Their defense plays well. They have their first five games are all winnable games, and maybe Saints are a playoff team. But then you got you got the Falcons, the Bears. I mean, I think they can start that six game stretch, maybe four and two, five and one, and I mean, then from there you never know. I know you got we got the Chiefs later in the year. The Chargers, you got to play the Lions twice, Vikings, but I got them going eleven and six, taking the North, and then I got them falling in the divisional round. I think that's where it ends there. But I expect Jordan to be. I think he's going to fit in. I think he's going to be great. I like what I mean. It's just preseason football. But I liked what I saw in the preseason. I like the way the offense was moving. I mean, they're so fast everywhere. They're electric. There's going to be tons of up and up and downs this season, but. Oh yeah, I like what I see. I, I mean, you never know. Young teams that they're underdogs all year; they can be surprising. I, I mean, Joe Burrow's second year in Cincinnati. There, no one had them doing what they did. I, yeah. I mean, you never know. I feel like Green, Green Bay's got a 
a good, a good roster for Jordan to step into and get better throughout the year and take them where they need to be. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah, and it, I agree with the agent that we're going to see some electric plays from that offense. Uh, I just think to myself, how consistent are we going to see it year one? And yeah. uh, we have, I think, in our our starting three wide receivers, we have a total of two years of experience. Yeah. And then you go to your top, uh, you know, pass catching tight end. He's a rookie as well, so your four main pass catchers, yeah. two years of NFL experience, and I think we see flashes. Tight end is such a tough position to transition from college to oh, yeah. pro. So it's just like, I hope maybe this year they just focus on the pass catching for Luke. Um, just be like, hey, man, let's just focus on pass catching. And then they just use Josiah uh, when they need yeah. blocking. Or maybe you just have Tucker focusing more on, on, on blocking, you know, and you just <clears throat> you just try to focus some of that development and training. Yeah. It's a... Uh, they, they have the pieces. All these guys oh, have yeah. the potential, you know, and if they can be ahead, of, if, you know, a few of those guys can be ahead of schedule for development, you know, they, they could be a wild electric offense this year. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, they've, other teams have done it. Put, put a group of young oh, guys yeah. together and, and they just have yeah. fun, you know, because like, oh, there's no expectations. Then yeah. it's like, let's go, you know, that's right. It's more dangerous. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, man, that's you know that's that's not a a, a far fetched fantasy at all or anything, man. Oh, it's yeah. like you know, it's there's there's always those uh, couple teams each year that yeah. take take take, uh, take everyone by surprise and heck, why not the Packers? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now for me, I do have them being third in the division. I have them being nine and eight. Um, you know, if it was the old you know the old schedule, I'd have them eight and eight be five hundred, but that's not the case. So I'm going nine and eight, being a little bit above 500, be one above, and missing the playoffs, third in the division, uh, but having a good season, you know, even with that record, you know, it's another close, love uh, showing um, glimpses, glimpses of hope, glimpses of greatness, glimpses of goodness, and being able to be a productive quarterback is starting to up for the Green Bay Packers, and maybe in year two, you know, we can have a Joe Burrow-like season for, for us, like they did and then become what the Bengals are now, which is a team that's, you know, in the talks for AFC crowns every year now. So maybe the fact with Green Bay and be able to still be what we were and for a fan like me to continue to be spoiled in a way, you know, with great quarterback play and, and being in the hunt for, for rings, you know. So that's how I have it for Green Bay, for our team, for the Green Bay Packers, and, and hopefully we'll be able to start off hot with a starting 1-0 and defeating Chicago on the road and then going from there, you know, it's looking at the schedule. It's interesting with the fact of uh, early bye, an early bye week. Usually I don't, I usually don't like that. But I think in this case, it might be beneficial to the Packers. Um, you know, in my um, utopia, I would like the bye week and probably week nine or 10, if not a little around there. But even where it is, I feel can be helpful for this young team and, you know, being able to um, recharge our energies even early in the season at that point, you know, and, um, but either way, it's going to be a, a fun year. Yeah. Towards, I, you know, and coming out of that bye week, uh, Steven, you know, they go to Denver. We'll see what Denver is. Some people have big expectations oh. for them. Then we come home, to, then we come home, Minnesota, Los Angeles. It's not, it's not very unlikely, you know, 
we can come out of that bye week and, and win a few games in a row. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not scared of Denver. I'm not, I don't, Russell Wilson is not who he used to be. I'm never afraid of Minnesota, especially when we're in Lambeau. Uh, and then Los Angeles, man, they, their windows shut. It's, it's done. It's over in LA. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, like you're saying, Stephen, that's, 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 that's a great perspective there. It might be beneficial for the young team to have the bye week oh, earlier. Because I'm with you usually. I want it like middle or like a little later in the season, that bye week, so guys can get healthy and get ready for the playoffs, right? Because usually we're like, Packers are going to the playoffs. So I want that bye week. Sure, yeah. yeah, you want that late bye week. Guys get rested and healthy before the playoffs. This year, though, it's like, are they going to the playoffs? Well, it might help them be able to get their get their crap together early in the season. You know, if it starts off a little rough, for them to bounce back. So, and I mean, with with the schedule, I mean, we got Chargers and the Chiefs, but they both come to Lambeau in November. You never, I mean, two there'll be two tough games, but in in Lambeau in November, yeah. you never know. There's it, that's gonna, I think it's going to be super beneficial for Green Bay when it comes down to those. So. I like I like the schedule a lot for Green Bay this year. Oh yeah, it's it's going to be to me a fun season. The AFC West is a fun uh, division that we match up with, oh, and yeah. then just and then just like you know, start with the Bears, end with the Bears. It's just it's poetic, and then it's like, <laughs> and then just both um, Lions games though are are on Thursdays. You know, one of them's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, you know, so and then. We get two Monday night games, but they're both on the road. You know, it's it's just a fun, wild schedule this year, and uh, I just can't oh, yeah. wait. Can't wait to see how it plays out. No doubt. Same here. Same here. It'll be, it'll be fun to, to see how how it all goes, and with and you know the games that we have, and when we have them, you know, like you talked about earlier, maybe having the early bye week. You know, you get those um, get all those tensions or whatever issues you're having in the first four weeks, five weeks of playing. Every week, six by week, and be able to um, learn from them and build from them and move forward from that point. You know, any beginning of season woes, you know, and be able to, to, you know, we do all remember, right? Jordan Love did have a pretty good game against Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes when he had to play because Aaron Rodgers had COVID. So, you know, I think even going back to that game, I think that one was in Kansas City. Yep. Yeah, it was in Kansas City. Those were Exactly. So, you know, if he can, if he can keep up with the Chiefs' defense against Pat Mahomes in general. You know, I know it's not always quarterback versus quarterback, but that's how it's usually played. Yeah. Um, but I really am hopeful that this team, this season, will be building blocks to what we can be moving forward with Jordan Love and overall. Our biggest question marks, like we talked about earlier, is defense and safety, tackling, and all the other issues. I think if we can hone that and be able to to figure that out, then we can play with anybody. Yeah. All right. But we've got to get that straight. If we don't, then Joe Burrow doesn't deserve to be in a job. Because the roster that we have, with the Ability, especially on the defensive side, be on the offensive side, that we'd be able to uh, be a top tier defense. And we even saw glimpses of last season, right? They can be this, they can be something. Um, you know, we did improve with special teams, right? 
know, we got uh, we got we got our new special teams coach, uh, coach last season. But now the defense, the defense, we got the offense, we got the special teams, we get the defense, and all together we need one to have a team that can face anybody, whether it's the mighty Chiefs or the Bears. Either way, no matter what team we're facing, whoever we're facing, we will be able to be confident in our quarterback, in our defense, in our team to really win those games. And we won, you know, I know it, it, to be honest, it shouldn't be as big of a deal as it is because in this thinking, I don't know what you guys think, but for me, yeah, it matters and it'd be great for Jordan Love and if we get the win, but it's week one. You see a lot of crazy stuff happening in week one, right? Many week ones. Week ones in the past, the Jets have been the top of the AFC. Technically, the playoffs ended after week one. So, Green Bay is not Green Bay, It's going to be, it's going to matter, but to me, it's kind of not too, because it's still the whole season and how it's going to go. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, guys? I mean, it's been a rough past couple week ones, no doubt, for Green Bay. And I think that all has to do with, you know, Aaron not coming to some offseason stuff and then preseason, not playing preseason. I don't know. I mean, you see the teams that play preseason, usually the teams start off pretty good, I think. And they've played more football, so then they go into week one more confidence and they've already been running. So I, I think it's going to benefit them more this year, and I don't expect them to lay like a dud like they have like the past couple week ones. I think they're going to come out and be like play like they should. Now I'm not that doesn't guarantee them a win, but I think it's going to be more. I think the offense is going to run more smooth. I think their defense will play better. But that's what I'm expecting since they've been playing preseason and everything going into this week. So yeah, it's uh, it's a different environment. It's a different energy in that locker room. And uh, it's worth it. We have the youngest squad in the league. They're going to come up, jack up. They're, you know, uh, it's, it's just going to be different week one. Um, you're definitely going to see guys high energy flying around uh, trying to do their thing. Um, it's going to be a great season. But, hey, I I got to get back to baby duty. I'm a new dad. AJ, my, I got a, I got two-week-old. So uh, I got to get back. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, we'll have to have you on uh, Big Cheese sometime, okay? Okay, no doubt. We're good to have you. Thanks for having me, Steven. It was a good time, man. Love talking Packer football. Can't wait for the season to start. Yeah, man. Have a good evening. Nice to meet you. Peace, fellas. So, yeah, you know, talking about our own team and and the Packers and how they're going to do, you know, all our different predictions there. I do hope that it's just going to be a productive season to be able to see what Jordan Love does have. You know, now we have the rest of the NFL, you know, we all the other teams. You know, and how I'm going to do it, at least from my end, is I'm just going to go through the division and share what I have for the records. So for the NFC North, I know we talked about the Packers, but first place, I have the Lions at 12 and 5. I have the Bears at 11 and 6. I have the Green Bay Packers at 9 and 8, as I spoke of. And the Vikings taking a dive. Mm-hmm. And the 7, 7 and 10. For the NFC North. So what say you for the NFC North? So for the North, I got the Packers at one, obviously. Mm-hmm. 11 and six. And then I go Detroit, 10 and seven. I went with the Vikings at third, at nine and eight. And then I went with the Bears at four, seven and 10. Okay, now moving on, we got the NFC 
West. For me, first place, I have the San Francisco 49ers at 11 and 6. Yep. Second, I have the Los Angeles Rams at 9 and 8. Third, I have the Seattle Seahawks at 8 and 9. And last, and certainly but not least, those Arizona Cardinals. They're doing a fire sale, so that's unfortunate. Right, the Cardinals at 3 and 14. What do you say, you, for the NFC West? Uh, I got the 49ers at 10 and 7. And then I got Seattle at 10 and 7, too. I think those two are going to be neck and neck with each other all year. And then I got the Rams, 6 and 11. And then last place, the Cardinals at 3 and 14. There you are. First one's totally correct. Or, I mean, equally correct oh, yeah. in regards to prediction. Doesn't mean we're correct, but we're equal in regards to predicting. Oh, that uh, I, I always look forward to, and I should keep, like last year I threw out before the end of the season, but keep what I have and see how wrong or right I was oh, yeah. uh, for the season. Anyways, next is the NFC South. So for the NFC South, I have the New Orleans Saints being number one at 11 and six. Second, I have the Atlanta Falcons at 10 and seven. Third, I actually have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers eight and nine. Then the Panthers, you know, they have a good rookie quarterback. You know, they have a chance, you know, belief in that they can be something, but not yet. Six and 11 for the Panthers. So I say you for the NFC South. I think this is going to be the conference that's kind of ugly in the NFC. I still, I got the Saints at the top at 11 and six. And then I got the Bucks at second at nine and eight. I got the Falcons at third, seven and 10. And the Panthers at last five and twelve. I just think those three teams have too many question marks and quarterback issues. Maybe I know the Panthers drafted Bryce Young, but they don't know. And I, I just think those three teams will be just kind of ugly all season. Right. Yeah. Moving forward, we got the NFC's last division here. I have the Eagles at twelve and five. The Giants, as we spoke about earlier, ten and seven. I have Dallas at eight and nine. And the Commanders at 5 and 12. Sorry, I can't read that. Can't read my own handwriting. 5 and 12 for the Commanders. So, what say you for the NFC East? I got the Eagles at the top, 13 and 4. And then I got the Cowboys at second, 10 and 7. I got the Giants at third, 9 and 8. And then I got the Commanders at 6 and 11, down last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we talked about I talked about earlier that the Commanders are proving, but not that much. You're still being bottom of the barrel for the division. Yeah. Unfortunately, now we move on to the mighty AFC side of things. Oh, yeah. First, we head to the North, the AFC North. First place, I have the Ravens, 12 and 5. Then I have the Browns at 10 and 7. Then I have the Steelers at 9 and 8. And then I have the Bengals at 9 and 8. So two teams tied there for, for third of the Steelers oh, yeah. and Bengals. What say you for that division? I get the Bengals kind of running away with it, 13 and 4. And then I got the Ravens at second, 11 and six. I got the Browns at nine and eight, and the Sears at nine and eight, tied down there, third and fourth. I think those two teams, I think it will be a tough stretch all year for that that division, but I think the Browns and Sears will be neck and neck all year. So Exactly, exactly. And you got the Ravens, you got OBJ, you know, that, yeah, that was the whole thing and everything. And yeah. the Browns and Bengals, Bengals are still being great. Steelers, though, could be surprising. They're kind of be like the Packers, right? I agree. People don't talk too much, but Tomlin, he's never had a yep. team under 500. So, um, anyways, moving on, AFC West. Yep. Okay, so for the AFC West, 
I have uh, the Chiefs at 11 and 6. Um, I have the Broncos at 10 and 7, the Raiders at 8 and 9, and then the Chargers at 7 and 10. I don't really believe too much in the Chargers. I think they're going to be a red sure. here. I see the other team kind of building a little bit more. I know Bernie was talking about not being scared of the Broncos. I get that, but in general, overall, I think the Broncos are going to do better as a yeah. prediction. But what say you for the West? So, I like what the Chargers did, actually. I think their defense will be all right, and I like the route they took, drafting Quentin Johnston, adding another receiver with those three, the Eckler. So, I got the Chargers actually taking it this year. Taking it away from the Chiefs, twelve and five, and then I got the Chiefs right under at eleven and six. I got the Broncos at nine and eight. They'll be a little better, but Russell Wilson—I don't think he is what he is anymore. And I got the Raiders in last, seven and ten. Excellent, excellent. Moving on here, now we have the AFC South. You know, I really believe in Trevor Lawrence. I think the Jaguars are going to take a stranglehold of this division in a way. So I have the Jaguars in first place at 11 and 6. Second, I have the Houston Texans at 9 and 8. Third, I have the Colts at 8 and 9. And then the Titans at 6 and 11. So what say you for that division? I got the Jags at 1, going 12 and 5. And then I got the Titans at second, 8 and 9. And then the Colts at 3. Six and eleven, and then I get the Texans and last at five and twelve. I just those three teams, man. They got so much going on. They got a whole lot to still figure out. They're really young quarterback situations. I mean, the Texans know CJ's their guy. Colts know Anthony Richardson is their guy. Titans don't really know, but I just think that those three teams, like young guys playing QB, you never know. They got a lot of holes to still fill. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be ugly them unfortunately so yeah yeah i mean i know we have a kind of a flip in regards to the rookie quarterbacks like i have the texans doing well and then the panthers not doing well you the panthers doing somewhat a little bit better but yeah it's it's unknown when you have these rookie quarterbacks starting you know those fan bases believe hey they have a future right but it's just about season one might or year one might not be that yeah. might it happen right away but yeah. again you never know so last oh, yeah. but not least you got the hey, hey you never know you could be the the Texans and Jets in the AFC title game, you know, we just oh yeah, <laughs> we just assume these things, but we'll see what actually happens. The games are played. So last but not least, the East, you know, a team that won with the Jets in it. So for me, I have first place the Jets, as I said, fourteen and three. I got the Buffalo Bills at twelve and five. Uh, the Patriots at ten and seven. And then the Dolphins eight and nine. So yeah, they all made big splashes. You know, this might be the the roughest, toughest division, beat them yeah. by each other, and someone's going to win it. But, you know, because all teams could be over 500. I, I with my prediction, technically don't have that, but close. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the Dolphins yeah. being 89, not over 500. But either way, you know, it's going to be something. So what's the you for the East record line? So I got the Jets, obviously, taking it at 11-6 and six at first. I think the Bills start to take a couple steps back. I got them second, going 10-7. and seven. And then I also got the Dolphins tying them at 10-7 and seven at third. And then I just don't think the Patriots can keep up with those three teams in the division. I got them at 5-12. and 12. I just – I don't think they got the firepower on offense. I mean, I don't – could they, could they beat those teams? Yeah, but 
they got to keep super low scoring games and their schedule's pretty tough. I just, I mean, you never know, but I just don't see it this year with, I think they got, it might be the year they got to move on from Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I just think they got a lot of question marks as well. So never I remember last season in that windstorm against uh, Buffalo and oh yeah, three passes, but still winning it, you know, but <laughs> you know, so I think it's credit to Bill in that game, but still overall, I see what you're saying in respect to yeah. the league. All right, so for the playoffs for me, um, as I have it here, my little diagram that I'll be sharing on Twitter later tonight. Um, I got Bill's Chiefs, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Denver, Baltimore on the AFC side. I got Chicago, New Orleans, Atlanta 49ers, and Giants against Detroit. Then moving on there, I got Broncos, Jets, Bills, Jaguars. Giants, Eagles, Bears, Niners. And then moving from there, I got the Bills facing the Jets in the AFC title game. I got the Bears facing the Giants in the NFC title game. Technically. And as for what we talked about earlier, the Super Bowl, the Giants, Jets, with the Giants winning 28 to 17. So let's say you, at least for the Super Bowl, if you don't have every game mapped out there on paper, at least for the Super oh, Bowl, I got, let's say you. I got a map. Okay, well map. then go through your map and. and so the first round by for the AFC was the Bengals, and then I had the Chargers against the Ravens, the Jags against the Bills, and then the Jets against the Chiefs. I had the Bills knocking off the Jags, and then I had the Jets beating the Chiefs, and then the Chargers beating the Ravens. So then I had Bengals, Bills, Chargers, Jets. I had the Bengals beating the Bills, and then the Jets beating the Chargers, and then the Bills, or the Bengals playing the Jets in the AFC Championship, and then the, the Bengals taking that, going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the NFC, I had the Packers against the Seahawks, the Saints against the Lions, and the 49ers against the Cowboys, with the Eagles having the bye. And then I had Green Bay winning against the Seahawks. I had the Lions beating the Saints, and then I had the 49ers beating the Cowboys again in the playoffs. And then I had the 49ers knocking off the Packers in the playoffs once again. And then I had the Eagles beating the Lions and then a rematch in the NFC Championship of the Eagles 49ers. The Eagles taking it. And then a Bengals versus Eagles Super Bowl. And I have Joe Burrow and Cincinnati getting their first Super Bowl ever. There you go. Your family will enjoy that one. There you go. I know. I hope they're not watching this. I can't let them know or my friends know that I said this. So, <laughs> hey, yeah, honest prediction there. So the Bengals won the Super Bowl. You know, I was, you know, let your family know here, you know, live on air, that uh, two years ago when they were having that magical season, made oh, the Super Bowl yeah. and facing the Rams, I was pulling for them, and that was the first time in a couple of years. Because usually I go with the NFC team, right? Because the Packers are oh, yeah. the NFC, so. He was not the Packers. I want the team. But this time, I was really pulling for Burrow and the Bengals to, oh, yeah. to get the win. So I was getting to know Bengals fans and all that during the week, oh. two weeks and whatnot. So, of course, yeah, I was I was pulling for them, for them and just yeah. they. It was unfortunate because it kind of when the when the Cardinals lost to the Steelers in that Super Bowl, I was just pulling. For for Arizona, you know, and oh, yeah. it was just taken from them too. It would have been great for uh, for Warner to win another Super Bowl ring with a different team, you know, two teams, kind of like Matt. Oh, and Fitzgerald, for sure. Now he's retired and he couldn't get a ring, but still yeah. there. Yeah. So the Bengals, even though they you know have 
you know, still many years left for players instead of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow as a duo. I was really hoping they would have got it two years ago. But now, in your prediction, is your you're feeling to see it that uh, you know, it could be for fruition and winning that ring, whether it's, I guess, the Eagles, Niners, or any NFC team. Yep. Okay, so, so does your family, you know, I know I didn't share this earlier, but does your family have Super Bowl parties in general? Yeah we, yeah, we do. We always go over to my uncle's house usually and watch all the games. So we go back over there for the Super Bowl too. So you're going to do it. Was, it was a weird Super Bowl. I've never, like, I've never got to obviously see a Bengals Super Bowl and they're cheering and I'm not cheering for a team in the playoffs at the time. It was really weird. It was strange. It was really strange. Mm-hmm. But I've, I drug myself there, watched it, and I felt like they got – I feel like they got it stripped away from a little bit. I felt like they should have mm-hmm. won that game, you know. So, I mean, felt for them because if that was Green Bay, I, I would have been losing my mind. So, but, yeah, we – we always do a full Super Bowl thing, so. Good, good, because it would be very interesting in that household, whoever's hosting this year. Oh, yeah. If it was Bengal Packers, ever. Oh, that, that year, Green Bay was, they're obviously the one seed. They had San Francisco, and then, of course, they lost, but I had high hopes all year. I was like, but Packers, Bengals, Super Bowl, it's Let's get it. But, I mean, we get we got a shot these upcoming years. You know, Joe will be there a while. Jordan will be around. So, never know. Never know. That'd be an interesting uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. with your family there uh, for the Super Bowl that we go ahead and lay out to it for you guys if that was the case. So, I think everybody, I thank all the guests that we did have tonight um, for this mega episode in a sense. It's going two hours almost exactly here at 9 o'clock Central, um, yeah. 10 o'clock Eastern. So, and I do thank you, of course, AJ. Welcome to the team. I'm up yeah, to be, yeah, the start of something new, you know. And I look forward to us, you know, going through each and every week. And and next week is, you know, Bears week. So now, so we'll oh, yeah. dive into that matchup, and we'll you know go through a few of the games too. Predict, you know, we did the predictions here tonight for all 32 in the season. But now, as we go into each week, we'll predict each week, and we'll give our our predictions for game of the week. For me, I have my mini helmets. And for you, you can, you know, just say them. Maybe I'll bring the helmets out too. Um, and I'll do that live on air and find them because they're, oh, yeah. I'm sure you, you know, it's not now. But I do have my helmets. So whatever team you pick for your game of the week, I'll find them. Okay. I like it. And uh, and we'll go from there. Okay. I like it. For each week, for each week I'll just, you know, I just would have to get up away from my computer then. But anyways... Great job there here tonight, and before, you know, as we get to know each other and as we, you know, do more and more episodes together, we'll find our ebb and flow and, and all that, but I think it went well tonight, and I do think, again, everybody did join us as guests. Let me know in the comment section below, those are watching, like the video, subscribe if you haven't yet. Let us know your thoughts, your predictions, you know, uh, for your team, uh, whatever team that is of the 32. Um, and who do you have at winning the Super Bowl? You don't have to give a score, but if you want to, I'm much obliged. So until next time, until next week, until next week, Monday, because it will be weekly here. Um, I'm talking Packers with Steve. Weekly Wednesdays here on YouTube, you stream yard, 10 p.m. Central until whenever we end. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Stay safe, AJ, there in Florida. Oh, yeah. Thank you. As the storms... Obviously, I've been keeping track on that because it's not heading toward me, you know, selfishly. 
Are, is there anything coming yet? Or is there anything there yet? Uh, the, it so it's, What's the situation? Where, where I was in Tampa, it, it didn't really hit too much. It was just like pretty bad storms. South Tampa got hit a little bit, but it was, it was more north that was like really bad. So I didn't go through like too much of like the full hurricane experience, I guess. But yeah, all is good right now. It's it's still passing. So I class is scheduled for tomorrow. So all is good here. We're all good. Good. Glad glad you are doing the girlfriend. Uh, let alone anybody else in, in the eye of the storm, whether directly or indirectly at all. Um, be able to make it through and, and, and on to moving on with their lives moving from there, you know, pick up, you know, debris pick up and all that. So, you know, God bless and my thoughts and prayers to everybody that are affected by the path of the storm. And uh yeah, then that'll close it. So like I said in the beginning, um in memory, Window Matunda, Great White, uh, WWE Superstar, um, who we missed. They had great um you know, honoring him in the last couple of weeks on SmackDown and the Raw. Night wrong, so but above all else, as always, take care.